Hello, everybody. My name is Ben Schuller, and welcome back to Chalk Talk, a series in which I interview guests from around the world of NCAA gymnastics. Today's guest is a junior at Iowa State University from Mountain Lakes, New Jersey. She's a kinesiology and health major and 2023 academic All-Big 12 first-team member. Please welcome Hannah Loyum. Hello, Hannah. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Doing quite well myself. Let's just jump right into it and start with you. When did you get into gymnastics and why? I started gymnastics at two years old because my mom noticed that me and my twin sister, Emma, had a lot of energy. We were doing forward rolls off of our tiny little coffee table. So she knew that we had to get our energy out somehow. So she took us to a gym in New York City where I grew up until I was 13 and we joined the mommy and me classes and we really enjoyed it. And then I was invited to compete for their team and I started competing at six years old and I've been competing ever since. Hmm. So then when did you or someone else realize, uh, and it, I guess this might work for both of y'all because like, that's kind of an interesting dynamic there. Uh, but I'll just ask you, hey, you're actually pretty good at this whole gymnastics thing. Um. I fell in love with the sport right away, and when I was invited to team, it was something very unexpected because obviously I was six years old, so I didn't really know what I was doing, but if it meant that I got to be in the gym for more hours and days of the week, then I said, why not, and just kept doing it ever since, and then it got really serious, so I stopped doing all my other sports, and around level nine was when I switched club gyms, and so um, my whole family moved to New Jersey, and I was about... 13 years old, just finishing up middle school, and I started my new club gym, not really sure of what I wanted to do with my gymnastics career. I thought I wanted to go elite, but then I realized I was getting a little older, so that wasn't my dream anymore. And when I went to my new club gym in New Jersey, a lot of the girls would get scholarships to D1 colleges, and so watching all the other girls graduate and go off to college and be able to compete at the collegiate level, um, it just really inspired me and became my dream. So I think around Level 9 transitioning to level 10 as a 13-year-old was really kind of my eye-opening moment that I knew that I wanted to be a college gymnast. Yes. So um, how did your recruiting process start? I started uh, contacting schools and creating social media pages when I started level 10. So I believe I was a freshman in high school. And I kind of just looked all around the country and reached out to any schools that seemed like it would be a good fit for me, but I obviously didn't know a lot. And so I started visiting schools on unofficial visits, kind of just with my parents, just doing like the normal student tours um, when I was in ninth and 10th grade. And then Iowa State reached out to me, and this was right before the rules change where you could only contact colleges after or going into junior year. So I started... Um, reaching out to Iowa State, and then I visited their campus on an unofficial visit, and I committed as a sophomore. Huh. Now, one thing that is interesting, you've mentioned your twin sister, Emma. Um, she is a gymnast, what was it Boise State, I believe? Yes, she competes at Boise State. Correct. Okay. So, um, and y'all, so y'all were both going through the recruiting process at the same time. Um, so what was it like having someone else to go through it with? It was definitely a blessing for us because I knew I wasn't alone in this process. Um, it's definitely not an easy process because sometimes you hear things that you don't want to hear. And we knew 
right away that we wanted to try and get the opportunity to go to different colleges because we grew up together. Obviously, we're twins. We've had the same friend groups. We trained in the same group at gym. We were homeschooled for a few years, so we did everything together. Um, And so we got to do the recruiting process together. um, And we were really just there to support each other, like phone calls and emails. We kind of stuck to the same kind of schedule as we contacted more colleges. Um, It was definitely tough because I committed first to Iowa State. And so she had to go a few more months just trying to reach out to schools, going to camps. And then eventually she was able to commit to Boise State. So it wasn't really an unhealthy competition or comparison between us. We were kind of just each other's supporters and like, you know, we celebrated each other's wins a lot. So it was definitely a huge blessing being able to go through it with her. So, um, you mentioned that Iowa State reached out to you. Um, were there like any other schools that you were seriously considering? Um, yeah, I was, I've been to a few camps and I was, um, contacting University of Minnesota a lot. I went to GW camp. I went to two or three Nebraska camps, um, and NC State. And I was also reaching out to Boise State with my sister. Um, and I was kind of considering Rutgers just because it was closer to home. But I kind of want an opportunity to go somewhere else in the country and kind of just get a different, you know, experience than the East Coast. So why Iowa State specifically? Honestly, I didn't really know about the school or I didn't really think of the school a lot. But once they reached out to me, I booked a trip with my mom right away and we went on to campus And it was the middle of winter. We got stuck in a snowstorm in our rental car. But even though it was a difficult journey getting there, the minute I stepped on campus, it felt very different than the other schools I toured. Because I toured about maybe five other schools and I kind of learned what I liked and didn't like in a school academic-wise and athletic-wise. But I was able to watch the team train and talk with a few girls and I talked with um, the assistant coach the most, but I just felt like I would be a part of a family at Iowa State. They felt very welcoming and they treated their athletes as people first than gymnasts. And they had a lot of um, resources for the athletes, like for academic support, for athletic support, for time management. So it just seems like leaving my family and transitioning into college would be, I feel like I would just have support from every aspect of that transition and I just felt very welcomed and at home in Ames, Iowa. So um, what's it like being a student at ISU? It's amazing. I love it. It's a beautiful college town. It feels very safe. Um, I feel like I'm being able to strive and thrive academically and athletically and I feel very supported. I have an amazing friend group outside of the gym and then my gymnastics team feels basically like a family. They're sisters to me. Um, I feel very comfortable here. And even though it's really cold in the winter, um, it's definitely worth the weather here. So I think it's beautiful. And I have just, just, I've been become more happier ever since I got here. There's, there's one thing that um, just came to mind because it's Ames, Iowa, the famous tap water. So I am not a fan of the tap water. (laughs) I think it tastes really weird, but so I am a Brita and I filter the water. So 
I don't know. Everyone seems to be talking about it, but I'm just not a fan. See, had to ask about it because if there's one, I I, I don't understand it. I've never been. Um, so I'll have to make the decision for myself. But um, very interesting to hear that someone actually doesn't like it. It's a yeah. It's, I think I'm like the only one in Ames, Iowa, who doesn't like the tap water. That's amazing. Um, yeah, mate. Just make sure no one no one gets you for that. It's like, oh. Anyway. Yeah, um, everyone. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on from that and on to your daily schedule. What's that look like during the season? So during season, we... So we're changing up the schedule for season, but I'll talk about how it's been since um, our new head coach and the preseason. So my busiest days would be the days we lift and... Monday would probably be my longest day, so I would wake up at 5 in the morning, and then we would have 6 a.m. lift to about 7 a.m., and then I would go to my first class, which was kinesiology for the fall semester, and then I would go to my second class, which was a three-hour chemistry lab, and then I would go and get to the practice facility about an hour early to do an hour of treatment, which is heating up my body, rolling out, um, doing some corrective exercises and injury prevention. And then we would train for three hours because we lifted, so it's one hour short. And then I would do some more treatment, some recovery, like cold tub, um, Norma Tech and all that stuff. And then I would go to dinner at the Stark Performance Center, which is the athletics building, and they have a dining hall just for athletes, which is amazing. And then I would either go to the study rooms or go home and then finish my homework and then try to get to bed around 10, 11-ish to get ready for the next day. Got it. Yeah, I mean, that whole, yeah, a new head coach brings in stuff. We, we'll get to that later because um, that is a big change. But uh, before that, uh, you kind of already mentioned it a little bit, but what are some of the resources y'all have as athletes? So we have a building, like I mentioned, the Stark Performance Center, which is pretty new. It opened up halfway through my freshman year to all the athletes. Um, We have a computer room. We have free printing. We have a whole floor just for studying. We have quiet study rooms. Um, There's a classroom in there. We have free tutoring, free mentoring, and every sport has an academic coordinator to help you with your time management or schedule more tutoring or kind of just work around your schedule for any support you may need outside of the classroom. And then on the fourth floor, we have a dining hall that serves breakfast and dinner for us six out of seven days of the week. And then as you enter on the first floor, we also have a fueling station where you can get lunch like sandwiches, wraps, or a quick snack before um, your practice, like energy bars, protein drinks, fruit. So we're pretty much covered for food. We basically don't need to get groceries unless we have something they don't serve at the SPC, but yeah, we have basically every area covered for college, which is really amazing. And then facility-wise, what do y'all have? We have also in the SPC on the ground floor, we have a lifting room with like state-of-the-art, um, you know, equipment for our lifting sessions. We also lift at LEAD, which is, I think it's only open to athletes, that weight room. Um, and then we have access to Normatex whenever we want. We can get a massage with the massage therapist. We um, we have a cryotherapy chamber. 
we have a hot tub, cold tub. We have, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like aqua jogging, like water therapy for major injuries where you may not be fully weight bearing. We have an anti-gravity treadmill for recovery and um, therapy from injuries as well. Um, we can do needling with our athletic trainer. Um, yeah, so basically any type of recovery that you can think of, we have access to that. What the heck is an anti-gravity treadmill? It's, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's a normal treadmill and then you have kind of like a bubble surrounding your waist and down to the ground and so when they turn it on it you can adjust it for how much body weight you want on your feet as you're running so you can say like you want 20 percent of your body weight so say someone's recovering from a lower extremity injury and they're not allowed to fully weight bear if you go into the anti-gravity treadmill you can do 20% of your body weight, 30%, and then gradually increase as you recover and you can go back to full weight bearing. Uh -huh. And then what about like gymnastics practice facility wise? What do y'all have? Um, So we have, I believe, six or seven beams. We have two vaults, a pit vault, and then a competition vault. We have three bar sets, an amazing floor that we just got a brand new carpet for. Um. It's a very, it's not a super big gym, but it's the perfect size for us. We also have like access to pit tumbling um, and a ton of mats for like any drills we need or to get new skills. But it's a very beautiful gym um, and the equipment is very good. It's definitely a lot better than my club gym where the equipment is probably twice my age. Um, Considering the interviews that I'm used to getting where it's like, um, yeah, we have thing this is like space age stuff this is space age <laughs> considering to the the other things but that's what happens when you move up to the power five level now speaking of um resources nil what does nil look like for y'all um i haven't really gotten into it just because i feel like iowa state isn't as like it's a a big school but not as big as you know you would say like lsu or clemson or anything um, I've been able to do a few things. I got to make my own shirts that had a picture of me on it and it said do a flip, um, which was pretty cool. So my parents did get a lot and then my friends bought a few of those shirts. Um, I know a few girls do it like small, um, partnerships here, here and there, but I haven't really looked a lot into it or taken a lot of advantage of it yet, but I definitely plan on looking into it. All right. Now, um, where do y'all compete for your meets? I believe it's the basketball arena. Am I right? We compete at Hilton Coliseum. Yeah, where basketball would compete and volleyball. But yeah, it's an amazing place. What's the typical environment like for a home meet? It is very loud, which is awesome. We have a great fan base and the student section can get pretty packed. Um, obviously, the parent section is like, you know, the loudest of them all. Um during winter break, we don't get as many audience members, but during the mid-season, we get a lot. Um, it's just a great vibe, and there's so much energy going on, and it's just so fun to see your friends in the stands and your family. Um, but I think the fan base at Iowa State for sports is really, really big and really fun to compete with. Mm -hmm. So this is the question that I have considered to be the toughest question of them all. What is your favorite meet? that you have been on the floor for during your time at Iowa State? 
My favorite meet would be the Cyhawk meet my freshman year. So we have a rivalry against the University of Iowa. And all the sports compete against um, the the Hawkeyes. And we call it the Cyhawk um, competitions. And I was getting ready to compete my double out on floor as a freshman, which was a new skill for me because I learned it when I got to college. And I remember it was a pretty packed arena, I would say, because fans from Iowa City would come and watch too. And it's a really big competition for us. And I believe it was also senior night. So I wanted to do well for my seniors and my team and also the fact that it was the Cyhawk series. So I competed my double layout, aced all my other passes, and I got my career high score of a 9925. And I just remember the energy was so electric and it was just a moment where I realized this is what I've been working for. And, you know, I was be able to live my dream. And we have this thing called Hilton Magic. And I think we had a lot of Hilton Magic that night. So that was definitely my favorite meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that is something I did want to ask about that rivalry. Like, what does that look like for gymnastics, I guess? Um, It's been very back and forth the past few years. And before I came to Iowa State, it's a pretty even playing field, I'd say. And, you know, it's no one's guaranteed that win. We've been fighting for a win for the past few years because I think since I've been at Iowa State, we haven't won a Cyhawk series. But this year we are ready and we will be fighting till the end for that trophy for sure. So um, 2022, that season you were mentioning, uh, y'all qualified two regionals as a play-in team. So first of all, what was it like just to qualify to regionals at all? It was really fun because that was my freshman season. Um, it was kind of a shock when we realized that we had to go to the play-in round because that meant that if we made it all the way to the end, we would be doing three meets within four days, which is a lot for anyone to do. So we took our recovery really seriously. It was definitely, you know, we had to mentally and physically prepare for a back-to-back meet because we did qualify um, till day two, past the playing round. Um, I think as a freshman, it was just really fun being there and seeing really, really great teams compete and seeing a lot of amazing gymnasts that I've looked up to growing up compete. So it was just an amazing experience and I was just taking it in and I just wanted to do the best for my team. And we made sure that no matter what happened, that we had fun and that we competed for more than just a trophy, but we competed for the hard work that we were putting in that year because we did have a lot of hardships to make it to postseason. But it was a lot of fun and it was a really great experience. And I'm excited to be able to experience regionals again this year. Yeah. What was it like when y'all realized that y'all were moving on to the next round? It was, it felt really good because when we were going into day one, the audience was basically empty because it was only the two teams there. No one really pays to go watch the play in round. So it was a pretty empty arena and we had to create our own energy and we really focused on staying in our own bubble and not really looking at the other team or even thinking about them. So we just went into the arena, we did our thing, we had fun and, you know, looked at the scores at the end and we ended up coming out on top. So it was really rewarding to see. And then we went right to the recovery room and prepared for the next day. Yeah. Um, And then this past season, big milestone for you, competing in the all-around against 
UCLA in Westwood. Yeah, I love competing all around. It's my goal to be able to compete all around all four years that I'm here at Iowa State. I love the atmosphere at UCLA, and I did have, I don't know if it was my personal best, but I did have some like standout routines there and some highlights. So I was really proud of my team and my own performance. But yeah, I just love competing all around and just being able to be with different girls on every event. Um, And yeah, I just really liked the atmosphere of that competition. Now, let's just be blunt about what happened at the end of the season. Y'all didn't make the tournament. Y'all weren't particular, like, if we're talking about the bubble, y'all were probably looking at the bubble and waiting. Just an unprecedented season where y'all missed the tournament. Just to be just to be about as blunt as possible about what happened there because y'all lived it. Y'all know what happened. Uh, how did it feel to miss the tournament? It was a horrible feeling, honestly. Um, as we got towards the end of season and we were our coaches did the calculations, kind of saying, like, this is the team score that you guys need to get if you want to, you know, just make it or and you might not even make it. It's not a guaranteed um qualification. And so after every meet, we did not get the scores we needed to towards the end. And we started losing a lot of girls due to injuries um, and they could no longer compete. And we didn't have a ton of depth on our team that year. So it felt very defeating. And so going into Big 12s, we kind of knew where we stood. And it was a very, very, very slim chance that we were going to make it to regionals. We just went into Big 12s, just competing for the seniors that knew that this was going to be their last meet and just taking it in. Um, we tried not to let that affect us at Big 12s um, and really just enjoy the moment, especially for the girls who knew that that would be their last routine. So it was very defeating, but it made me hungrier for the next season. And it's always in the back of my mind. And, you know, I never want that to happen to our team again. But with the team we have and the coaches we have, I am very sure that we won't be seeing another season like that. And you mentioned the coaches you have. There was a bit of an overhaul of the coaching staff after that. Um, and in comes new head coach, Ashley Miles Grieg, who comes in with, and because I did this, no previous experience, um, which is definitely different. It's not a bad thing. I mean, you never know what's going to work. But So what's it been like, though? How, how has the transition been with her? It's been amazing. Coming in, knowing that we were getting a head coach with no previous coaching experience was definitely, there's definitely a lot of um, unknown territory, but with her background in gymnastics and her success as an NCAA gymnast, and she commentated big, big meets for very highly ranked teams. I think she even commentated for one of our meets, which was really cool. Um, It's very cool and a huge blessing to be able to get a coach who's lived it and knows all of the ins and outs of collegiate gymnastics and not only gives us a coaching perspective, but a gymnast perspective. So the transition was definitely a big one. And there were hard moments just, you know, as everything that happened was very unexpected um, going into my junior year. But she is amazing. I love the new coaching staff so much and they know what they want for us as a team and they push us to be our best as people and as gymnasts. So we are creating a team that is going to go very, very far. Also some uh, new things specifically big 12 
is getting a little bit bigger this year. The addition of BYU for literally one season, and then they leave, and then there's a bunch of other weirdness, but we don't need to go into that yet. Uh, Five-team Big 12s. Have you thought about like what that extra team means with a bye now? Y'all get a bye? Yeah, so uh, once I found out BYU was joining, I knew that we would have five teams, which makes competitions a little longer because, like you said, there will be a bye event, but our team has been at competitions before where we've had a bye, and they honestly go faster than you think. It's just really important to stay warm and in that competition mindset. Um, obviously, the, you know, a meet would be longer, which kind of is not ideal, but at the same time, we know how to handle it. So I'm excited to see BYU in our conference. They were in my sister's conference before at Boise State. So it's going to be good competition, um, and I'm excited to see what a Big 12 um, championship would look like with them. And then speaking of adjustments and an additional one, an additional one second that y'all have to hold on other events, how's it been like adjusting to that new rule? It is very odd because when our coaches introduced it to us, we're like, okay, cool. We just, you know, we don't do a college finish where we land and step and salute right away. We just, you know, finish our routine and then salute. But then our coaches were like, no, you need to stand there and you need to feel like you've been standing there for 30 seconds before you move. And we had a judge come and watch our interest squad. And even when we thought we held long enough, the judge told us we did not. So it's definitely a huge adjustment, but our coaches are very, very picky with our landings. And we practice it even when we're doing basics and warming up. We don't hold a finish that doesn't last longer than about five seconds to make sure that the judges give us, um, you know, that credit for holding our finish because at Iowa State, we're not really given anything. We kind of have to prove that we deserve the score that we deserve by showing the judge that we have control over our landings. And even if that means holding it and looking ridiculous, then that's what we'll do. That's a, that's a brilliant way of putting it. Now then, looking yeah. towards this season, what are some of the team's goals? Our goal as a team is definitely making it to postseason. Um not going into the playing round at regionals. Um, and I guess, yeah, just getting to regionals and potentially seeing nationals in our future. Um, we're setting our goals really high just because our coaches and the girls on the team know what we're capable of. Um, and we're holding each other accountable. So we've been starting interest squads very, very early this preseason. And by the way, we look. I think we can definitely see a promising postseason this year. And then what about you? What are your goals for this season? My goals are to compete in the all-around um, this season and see a lot of career-high scores and season average and see, um, you know, the postseason as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was a good, informative, very fun discussion that we have come towards the end of but before I go I always like to give the person I'm talking to the final word so for you what else do you want people to know either about Iowa State the school or the program or I don't know the big 12 or whatever you want to say I would just say the Iowa State gymnastics team has been working really hard we are in our new era under Ashley 
and we have Ryan and Haley as well. And we're going to be the underdogs and we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. And that'll do it for this episode of Chalk Talk. If you want to learn more about Hannah Beyond Gymnastics, go read the feature story on the Substack for Chalk Talk. You can subscribe there to get episodes of the show delivered at the same time as the written stories. I want to thank sports information intern Cole Kaufman for helping set up this interview, the lovely Hannah Loyam for taking the time to talk with me, and of course Gabby for helping out behind the scenes. Until next time, I've been Ben Schluter, and this has been Chalk Talk. Thanks for listening.